a bit of a brand new song from my guest Allie Walker. It's called Little Things and you'll find that on her album that's out now called The Basement Sessions, What I've Learned So Far. We'll hear that song in its entirety a bit later on in the show plus another track from that album. There are 10 great songs on there and Allie Walker describes her music as mindful music and conscious country and we'll find out more uh, what all that means and uh, get into her songwriting and influences and much more. My pleasure to welcome Allie Walker to the show. Hey Allie. Thank you for having me. I was waiting to see when you were going to ask me on this thing. <laughs> I kept waiting. I apologize. <laughs> oh, it's all you know, You were just waiting for the album to come out, so I had lots to talk about. Exactly. We have tons to talk about now, and of course, I've had you out at the Moonshine Cafe in Oakville yeah. at my songwriter series a couple of times, and so great having you there. The response uh, that uh, people in the audience have to you, those especially discovering you for the first time, is, is just wonderful. I love the Moonshine Cafe, and I love what you're doing with songwriters and up-and-coming artists. Um, actually, I wrote a quote about you a few weeks ago, and it just I was saying how there's not a lot of people like you out there that have a platform and use their voice and use just your love for country music to be able to oh, wow. allow artists, upcoming artists, to be able to share. So thank you so much for that. Well, thank you for saying that. That means a lot. It's, as you know, it's something I love to do, and I get a lot of joy out of it. So it's great that uh, it's making a difference, and, and it's a win-win because, yeah, I have a blast doing it. Uh, so we've had you out to the moonshine, which is awesome. And, it's, and I know that you enjoy those kind of things, Allie, when you're in a situation where it's just you and the guitar, and it's, uh, you know, one-on-one with the audience. Absolutely. I love I love a song like on an album or the radio or a full production song. But to me, a really good song can be sung with just a guitar and a vocal. So going to songwriters rounds where you can hear somebody just tell you why. And I love the storytelling side of country music too. like three mm-hmm. chords in the truth. So to me, songwriters yep. rounds are better than, you know, a full production show because it's just way more intimate. Uh, off the top, I mentioned mindful music and conscious country, which are two uh, descriptions you have for your music and your brand, your genre. Uh, how did you come across and get into those two ways of making music? Yeah, I was, you know, trying to find who I was as an artist and where I fit in this, you know, country world. I always knew I was a country artist, but what I wanted to say, and that's a big part of it. You know, you have to stand out. I am, you know, a blonde 
<laughs> white country <laughs> singer. So it's like, what do you have to offer that's different? So I wanted, I had a lot of soul searching to do of what I had to say. And I was writing, you know, similar things. And I love party songs. I love breakup songs, but I don't drink anymore and I'm happily married. So I was like, well, what is actually going on in my life right now that I can share? And I became a lot more vulnerable on social media. And I realized that me talking about certain subjects with my audience resonated a lot because there wasn't a lot of people talking about mental health, talking about empowering messages or about just those like daily questions or life questions that you ask yourself. And so I put that into music and I'm into meditation. It actually came to me in a meditation session, calling it mindful music and conscious country. And the way I put it out, I put out one song every month for eight months because I wanted each song to kind of have its life and be able to talk to my audience about that subject of the song. Mm -hmm. And so I did that for eight songs. And then we have two extra songs on the album, which came out a few days ago. That's a real cool approach to do it, uh, the way you did it, uh, spreading it out over uh, that period of time, eight months, eight songs. And as you mm-hmm. said, it, gives, it gave you time within that month to discuss that song and the topic of that song and, and hear from people. Uh, over that time, Allie, uh, do you feel like you've really made a difference with people you've connected with out in social media and, and the messages you're getting out there? I, you know, I was... These, are, these songs were just basically my journal entries and I shared them with people and I really wasn't expecting to, to impact people. But luckily that has been the reward really is getting these messages from people saying, you know, I thought I was alone with this struggle or thank you so much for putting what I'm thinking and feeling into words. Now I finally can, you know, mu- use music to heal. A lot of people heal or get over something or learn you know how to get over something um in different ways whether it's a book whether that's a therapist whether that's a podcast um and for me music is a big part of that so if i could create music that could help people kind of get through something then you know that's what i'm here to do i love creating music that can be impactful and that we can actually have conversations about yeah, conversations are where it's at, and it can stem from a song, but when you have that conversation with others, uh, it gives them a chance to open up and say what's going on in their life. And once you know, as you know this, once you know that someone else is going through it or can understand, empathize, it really goes a long way in helping you deal with it. Absolutely. And, you know, certain my parents, when I started to do this, they were like, oh, I don't know, maybe you're being a little too vulnerable. Like, you know, keep these things to your maybe but I was like no I I need to share these things I know I can help people and it was so cool because people always ask me you know like what are some of the things people have sent sent you like some of their stories that your music has helped them but I think one of the coolest things is uh, a woman who's friends with our family wrote my parents and said I just want you to know that you probably don't realize this because she's your daughter but she's impacting me as a 50 year old woman uh, to get over certain things or to just be a little more brave. So you should be very grateful that your daughter is doing this because it's helping people. And to me, that was the coolest thing because my parents finally kind of realized, wow, okay, maybe this is actually something really awesome. 
Yeah, it's amazing when you get that feedback and you know that you're making a difference. You've tried to, and then you're actually uh, hearing that that is happening. Uh, the the title, of course, of the album is The Basement Sessions, What I've Learned So Far. What have you learned, Allie, making this music? I know it's been a labor of love and it's taken a while because uh, you put a lot of time and, and love into mm-hmm. it. Uh, what have you learned about yourself and the process of music till now? I've learned that you can do a lot on your own. Um, and especially as an independent artist, you know, I called this the basement sessions, what I've learned so far, because I literally wrote the whole album and recorded it all in my basement. And I know that you are a big supporter <laughs> of independent, uh, big supporter of independent artists and yep. it can be a tough road out there. And I have no problem sharing the whole story with my fans. I like kind of showing, Hey, I'm sad today because I didn't get this grant that I really wanted to help, you know, fund the basement mm-hmm. sessions or today is a win. Today is a crappy day. Um, and I think it's kind of cool to have someone share all the sides of it because a lot of times people can just put their best foot forward on social media and show, Hey, these are all the, these are all the opportunities I'm getting, but I kind of like to share all things. And what I've realized is that you can do so much on your own and, become super resourceful. I've spent thousands and thousands of dollars learning, you know, social media, um, photography, videography, production, editing, all the things so that I can, you know, create as much value so that when I do have those other team members come on, all of that's already done. Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely. And and at this point, while you're doing it yourself, as you said, there's so much that you're learning. And it's incredible these days. uh, An artist is, you know, you're so many different things. You're your own photographer. You're your social media person. You've really got to specialize (laughs) and know what you're doing and not make, you know, hopefully not make mistakes doing it, right? Because there's wrong things, I guess, you can do with social media, et cetera. Yes, absolutely. And I think it takes a long time to figure out what you're doing wrong or what doesn't resonate or, you know, I think my biggest thing was being vulnerable with people was a way for me to connect with my audience and get an engaged audience, which I think is what people really want. So, you know, you can put the prettiest pictures out there, but it doesn't matter if, if you're not connecting with your audience. So it's lots Mm -hmm. and lots of different tools like that, that you use. And, but also, you know, making things look really professional and doing a good job on the other side of things too. Absolutely. Uh, Let's turn to a song from the album that is out now. Again, it's the basement sessions, what I've learned so far Uh, people of course can get it uh, on iTunes, Spotify, every music platform. Let's start with little things uh, and tell me about the song, Allie. Yeah. So little things, social media wrote little things. (laughs) because I was going to put a different song on this album. This was the last song that I recorded for this album and it just wasn't rounding it out properly. And I just wasn't really liking the direction that the song was going when I was recording it. And I was on social media and this girl I follow the birds papaya is her handle, Sarah Nicole. She was like, you know what? There's so many little things in life that just bring me so much joy and just the small things, like if you actually smell your coffee being made in the morning or, 
you know, a nice text that you get from your friend checking in with you. And she got all her followers to kind of um, answer what their small joys are in life. And so that day I was inspired and I just got thinking about all the things I'm grateful for and all the little wins I have and all the things that change my attitude in a day where maybe I'm having a crappy day. Um, So I wrote little things that day and I, switch things up and I recorded it real quick and I put it on the album and it's one of my favorite songs now. That is awesome. Well, let's hear it now from Allie Walker. This is Little Things on In the Country. I held off from a stranger A smile in the coffee line The mailman knocking on your door With the letter
And that is Allie Walker with Little Things from her album that is out now, The Basement Sessions. What I've learned so far, Allie is originally from PEI. She's now in the Toronto area. And I was reading in your bio, Allie, that you moved to the area uh, from PEI to basically chase all your dreams. Were they specifically music dreams? Yeah, I moved to Toronto when I was 19. I spent a year at university as a vocal major, and it was classical music. And although I learned lots, I knew I needed to immerse myself in the actual music business, and I knew I wanted to be a country singer. So being in PEI just wasn't going to kind of leverage the opportunities that I could get in Toronto. So I moved here to chase the dream, and I never looked back. I've been in Toronto and Ontario for 10 years, and I basically started from the ground up because I was quite, quite green when I moved here. I didn't have a lot of experience. <laughs> I really didn't decide I wanted to do this until I was, you know, 17, 18. So I had lots and lots of development to do. And I met my husband within a year and he has been in the music industry for a really long time. So he kind of put me through the ringer. I've been performing and performing and going to Nashville and, uh, writing with people down there, just gaining as much experience as I could. And then 10 mm-hmm. years later, never did, never did I think it would take 10 years of development, but <laughs> here I am. And uh, so it's pretty cool to finally have the album <laughs> up because of all of that development and kind of the story of coming here 10 years ago. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's those 10,000 hours that you really do need. That's right. Exactly. Yeah, I hear that all the time. That that is that concept, and you put in your time, ten thousand hours, and then at that point, uh, you know what you're doing. Hopefully, it, it's so true. I remember when I was eighteen, I was like, "Why isn't Dean Brody asking me on tour?" And I had nothing out. <laughs> I had never performed, and I was just so naive to the fact that you're waiting for his call. You, there's Oh, yeah, I was just waiting, you know. Why doesn't he know about me? <laughs> Here I am just putting music out now. It's, it's pretty crazy, actually. So there's a lot, a lot of work to do, for sure. What drove you, what was your determination when you mentioned that around 16, 17, when you decided you want to pursue music, Allie? What was the thing inside you that was the motivation to, to choose that path? I think I just wanted to impact people the way that I've been impacted by music. Um, I have been musical my whole life, but when Taylor Swift came around, she was the same age. She was 16. She, we kind of, you know, looked the same ish and she had the same uh, like personality almost, but she was doing this grand thing and she was such a businesswoman. And I was just like, wow, I want to do exactly what she's doing. So that was such a blessing to have her, but it was also a curse because then there was so many Taylor Swift wannabes and I was one of them for a really long time. And that's the whole journey too, of, you know, making sure that you're not the same as everybody else, which is how I found mindful music, which I'm so grateful for. But that driving force was um, the inspiration that Taylor gave me that I can do this. And she did it at such a young age and, I not only mm-hmm. loved her music, but I loved that she always had a story behind every song, even though it was quite dramatic at times. <laughs> um, but and she was, you know, I really paid attention to every single interview, every single business move she made. It was just so interesting to me that it wasn't just about music, but it was also the business side. And that's a part of the uh, the whole picture that a lot of artists 
may not grasp or may not want to, whatever, but the whole business side, right? Because it's maybe not as interesting. Those, it can be, yeah. of course, but, you know, you caught up in the singing and writing, and that's the, that's the part that drives you. But uh, the business side is something you learn kind of watching Taylor, and, and it's important. Yes, exactly. Like she had her look, she had her branding, she had her story. Every single thing was down, and that's why she sold millions. She knew what she was doing exactly, and you do have to know both sides, or at least have somebody great around you to to take you through that. Uh, any other influences aside from Taylor, uh, Ali, as you were uh, pursuing music and uh, that were inspiring you? I think I got inspired on a daily but growing up I actually played the bagpipes so I had a lot of Celtic influence um in my life and I don't know if you hear that so much in my music now but I listen to a lot of Celtic music from like basically in all of my teens and then Taylor Swift and then you know Casey Musgraves and Maren Morris came around I loved Avril Lavigne growing up she was like basically another Taylor Swift for me uh, before that because, you know, Canadian girl rocking it out, loved that. And then um, actually in the past few years, because I didn't grow up listening to classic music at all, like rock or folk at all. So I've been introducing myself these past 10 years to all the oldies. So Fleetwood Mac and Joni Mitchell and James Taylor. So I'm loving pulling influence from, from those people. Joni Mitchell, I just, I'm obsessed with her songwriting and just who she was and, you know, her guitar playing and stuff too. So I take a lot of influence from there. James Taylor is one of my favorites uh, from back in the day, of course, uh, with um, whenever, uh, I'm trying to think of the song now, Winter, Spring, Summer, or Fall, All You've Got to Do is Call and I'll Be There. You've Got a Friend. Yeah. Which is so amazing. Uh, I think that was written by Carol King. And oh. just on and on, but he has some great songs. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so good. And and it goes back to that um, three chords and the truth. I don't know if it was three chords, but it's definitely the truth. And he can play right. that with just a guitar. I love anything that yeah. you can just play with a guitar. Exactly. And he was one guy, James Taylor, that uh, you can play just on the guitar. But that's great that you rediscovered those influences. So when you mentioned you didn't really know that music, was it that your parents didn't want you to listen to it or you just never came across classic rock, never looked for it? Yeah, my parents just never listened to a lot of music in the house, to be honest with you. I remember them having, like, Kenny and Dolly Christmas album, and that's about it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) My dad loved, like, Celine Dion, but that's, yeah, I had to kind of show myself what I liked. And that was, you know, like Sum 41 and Avril Lavigne were probably the first bands I listened to um, until kind of Taylor Swift came out. Yeah, it's interesting. We do, we can get influenced. We do by the music that our parents played back in the day when we were growing up. My dad always played Hank Williams and only stuff that was country and only stuff from that period. And I I obviously, well, not obviously, but I did love it. Um, And, uh, but amazing because that's, my dad didn't play any rock. I discovered all that stuff on my own, but uh, the stuff he played was I wish I had that. Only only Hank. Yeah. I wish I had that really... I do, and actually playing in cover bands for the last seven years has taught me a lot and got me to learn lots of classic rock because that's what people want to hear is a lot of, you know, Bon Jovi, Journey, ACDC, all that stuff. So 
Um, although I don't love playing covers, I got to learn a lot. And it actually helped my voice a lot, singing different artists and learning different genres. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, so I guess there are some shows where they want you to play only covers. Uh, do you ever get to slip in a few of your originals? Well, when I was, because I basically just came out as Allie Walker about a year ago, I was, and in my development, I needed performance experience. So for the past seven years, I've had a band with my husband called The Little White Lie. And we've been playing weddings, corporate events, bars, um, all, every possible venue you can think of in the greater <laughs> Toronto area. I'm pretty sure we've right. played it. And we just stuck to covers because, you know, we play places where it's jam-packed and the second you play a cover, it's like, well, time to get a drink or play, play your own song. It's time to get a drink because they don't know it. They just want to rock out to every, you know, song yeah. like Brown Eyed Girl and Sweet Caroline, all the crap that you never want to play ever again or hear ever again. <laughs> They want to hear it when they're drinking, that's for sure. That's funny. Uh, I wanted to ask you, Allie, about obstacles that uh, that have been along the way, whether it's one or just a, something specific since you started pursuing music when you moved to Toronto till now, and, and for people listening to, to identify with that, of course, but anything you've had to overcome in order to keep making music, anything that almost stood in the way? Just a lot of people saying no and a lot of competitions not one and people saying we don't need another blonde girl and people saying you if you don't make it by 19 don't bother i've had all those things and i think the biggest (laughs) one for me is competition and i think they can be so amazing for for the people that win but for all the people that don't (laughs) It, it can be really, really hard on your psyche because you think, oh, you know, I'm not good enough or I don't have a big enough following that that uh, voted for me. And it can really make you feel like you're not good enough and reconsider why you're doing it. And a lot of times, unfortunately, things are rigged or they're favoring people or you can pay for votes online. There's so many different factors that for me, I did so many competitions and after you know the last one that I didn't win my husband was like I'm not letting you do a competition ever again so since then I've gotten I've actually been on the other side where I've been like told you'll be the one to win like you're you'll be the one to rate be rigged to wing and, and I'm still like I don't care I'm not doing it no way um yeah but it can be good for some people and I've seen people have lots of good success but for me it's not been good for the psyche. Yeah, and it's tough when you when you lose a competition. You obviously go in to win or to to do quite well, and that's the yeah. part of the motivation. I mean, you love music, but yeah, th- that's a whole other thing to deal with. Uh, it's a form of rejection, and of course, it's going to knock you down. So, mm-hmm. um, anything you say to yourself, Allie, to uh, get you through that those times when your thoughts are telling you you're not good enough and you weren't good enough. You know, that's what your thoughts are saying. Yeah, exactly. And I'll call my husband and, and be upset. And he basically just has to remind me about all the hard work that I've done so far. So having someone that is your champion that can kind of tell you when you need to improve, but also tell you when you know, maybe not deserve to get it, but you're just as good as them or 
um, mm-hmm. you know, maybe, you know, you just need that champion sometimes when you're going to be down on yourself because there's lots of times where I'm the most confident person ever and you have to be super confident and really believe in what you're, what you're doing. But there are those little moments of crap. Why am I doing this? I'm not good enough. Everyone's better than me. You know, there are those times. So having someone that can remind you, I think is key. Mm-hmm. I love that. That is so important. Uh, before we get to the next song from the Basement Sessions, what I've learned so far, uh, are there any artists, uh, whether it's even just one, Allie, that you are listening to right now? Uh, we might know them, we might not, and maybe you'll introduce us to somebody. Anybody you're really finding uh, that you're listening to a lot lately and enjoying? Donovan Woods. He's a Canadian songwriter, yeah. and he's yep. one of those guys that is you can hear his songs with just a guitar and I love that and he's got such an amazing voice he's such a good songwriter and he writes a lot of hits for other people um he had a Mm -hmm. song Portland Maine for um Tim McGraw he writes a lot of the Reclaws songs so he's someone on my on my wish list of to to write with because you know I think it's attainable at some point I mean he's Canadian so I would love to him at some point that is very cool. Yeah, I know a lot about him, and his music is wonderful. Uh, so on, we talked about artists there, writers that uh, you want to write with, and may, they might only be, sorry, I shouldn't say only, but they might be known as songwriters and not artists that we'd know. But are there songwriters specifically you'd like to write with one day? Yeah, Nicole Gallian. So she is a songwriter in Nashville, and she's written you know automatic for Miranda Lambert she's written uh tequila for Dan and Shay which were huge hit songs she just wrote oh, um, yeah. uh Kelsey Ballerini's last song Homecoming Queen and she has a yep. brand new record label called Songs and Daughters and it's all four women songwriters and Madison Kozak who's a Canadian just got signed to that which is so cool because I've been following Madison's um career for a while and she's an amazing singer and amazing songwriter so i think that'll be really cool to see where nicole goes with that uh record label very cool um let's turn to love yourself which is another song from the album that is out now uh tell me about this song i this is if there's one song on the album that really is my favorite and kind of wraps the whole album up it would be love yourself because i found mindful music like I said, by being more vulnerable with my audience. And I had really, really bad acne for many, many years, and it wasn't going away. So I had to figure out how to love myself despite what I saw in the mirror. And so writing Love Yourself is exactly that, you know, not speaking to yourself the way you'd, you wouldn't speak to your friends, the way you speak to yourself with negative self-talk and um, worrying a bit too much about insecurities when people – are worrying about their own insecurities and not worrying about yours. So love yourself hits home for me, but also just hearing the stories from other people so far who've heard this has been amazing because we all could just be a little bit more kind to ourselves. Absolutely. Well, let's hear that song now from Allie Walker. This is Love Yourself on In the Country.
from years of being cruel. Forgive yourself and start to heal the wounds. Cause if there's one thing I have learned in And that is PEI's Allie Walker, now living in the Toronto area, and it is called Love Yourself. It's on her album, The Basement Sessions, What I've Learned So Far, which is available on all music platforms. And it must feel great to have the album out, Allie, after, as you said, all the time and love and effort that has gone into this. It's out now, and people can enjoy it and start to give you feedback on it. Yeah, it's so cool. And it actually went number nine on the iTunes charts, which is nuts. I was expecting it to be like number 10,000, but it went number nine, which is not even something I was even going for. But I was like, hey, let's take a look and see, you know, what number it's at, if it's even at a number. And the fact that it's number nine is actually mind blowing. (laughs) That is a pretty, pretty amazing accomplishment. It kind of uh, just proves that people are liking it, which is a great thing. Yeah. And I had very little fans for my music before I started putting this out eight months ago because people had, I've never put out a song before. So they were just, if they were following me, it was just because they're my friends or they liked my pictures or something. So to build an actual fan base in eight months Mm. that makes my album go number nine is crazy and amazing. I'm so, so grateful because I never expected that at all. That is so cool. What does Nashville mean to you, Allie? You mentioned that you go down there. Of course, it's where all country music is made, and everybody uh, either lives down there or at least heads down to make music and perform and all that great stuff. Uh, what does Nashville mean to you? I actually haven't been to Nashville in many, many years. I used to go there at the beginning of my career uh, for songwriting, or for development, but I realized that you really only get one first impression. And I knew, like I said, I was super green. So I came back here and just set my sights on really figuring out everything before I ever got in front of somebody that could potentially make a decision and it be the wrong decision and then never listen to me again. So I came home and worked my butt off. I wrote this entire album myself. I did lots of collaborations out in Nashville. I wrote with lots of people here, but I really, really, really wanted to write this entire album myself. So that when I do go to Nashville, probably quite soon, I can kind of say, hey, this is what I can do on my own. Because a lot of times, right. too, 
people like to know, you know, where your level is for songwriting or what you have going on because it takes time out of their day and they want to make sure that they're writing with somebody that might be the right fit for them. So I'm excited to actually go down and kind of have that leverage and, and be able to show, hey, this is what I can do on my own. Let's write a song. <laughs> That's pretty cool because each of those songs is all you, so it proves you can write and you can write well as opposed to I co-wrote this with two other people and you know they're not sure which part of the song you are. Yeah, so this is, yeah it's a yeah. great calling card. It's cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm excited to collaborate now, though. Like, I'm I'm excited that I proved myself. I can do this. This is a very right. personal album, but I'm excited to you know write with other people because that's a part of the the industry too. Is um, you know having proof that you can work with people and that people like working with you and that you can collaborate. So I'm kind of excited to to go in a different direction now. Very cool, Allie. Uh, as we get set to wrap up here, I wanted to ask you about uh, stuff on your dream list, things you want to accomplish, say, over the next year uh, with your music career, uh, moments you want to see happen, things you want to see uh, become reality for you. I really want to be a part of a movement where we are bringing more mindfulness into music and kind of creating my own genre with mindful music. And to me, I see that as a show where people don't just go to listen to music, but they go to hear inspiring words and they leave a better person. So it's almost speaking and singing in one, kind of like at a songwriter's round where you get to really connect with your audience on a different level, but they're leaving inspired and they're leaving not feeling alone with their struggles and they're leaving maybe with tools even, you know? Mm-hmm. So just a bigger like vision of, of, you know, my future and wh- what I can contribute. And that is such a unique brand to have that, uh, the music and also the speaking and the passing on tools and coping techniques and all that stuff to people. We need that more mm-hmm. in the world. So it's a great thing you're doing. Oh, thank you. And it, it's interesting because no one's doing it. So I don't, I don't have all the stepping stones yet, uh, but I just see the vision and I'm excited to, yeah. you know, the more the word gets out there, the more, you know, a team member will come on that has a different skill set and kind of bring it to the next level. Very interesting. Uh, Ali, it's been so wonderful chatting with you here on the show about the basement sessions. What I've learned so far, people can get it on all music platforms. They can check you out on your social media sites and AllieWalker.ca. Once again, thanks for being here. Great chat. Well, thank you so much. And obviously, I'd like to acknowledge you again for being such an amazing supporter of not only me, but so many artists. And uh, thank you for having having me on your podcast. I was just joking at the beginning. I wasn't, you know... (laughs) you know, being, uh, being mean about, you not having me on here. I'm excited to be here. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) It was funny. And I'm really excited that you were here and for everybody to listen, uh, to this interview. It's wonderful. Once again, my guest has been Allie Walker. I'm Dave Woods and that'll wrap up this edition of in the country.